We're not quitting. You're listening to the F That Noise podcast featuring Pete Melia. But we're talking about shit here. Jamie Klein. No one wants to smell your dirty fucking shit. Mike Burdick. I feel like I'm in group. Steve Taylor. Is he getting his ball slapped by some other dude? And Keith Grieve. You get a fucking sausage. Episode 47 of F That Noise. Holy shit. 47. Um, boys, wow. I, I don't know if Almost you, a year's worth of content. No, no, no. Our yes. first episode aired on December 2nd last year, so we are past the oh. one-year mark. But we don't have a year's worth of content, Keith. Well, yes, no. there's definitely not a year's worth of content. No, but you know what? Keith. Sometimes are it, you serious? Sometimes it feels like it, boys. Sometimes it feels like it. Um... If I can just get this, okay. Connection issues. It's gonna be more and more and more. Yes. Hello. Welcome. We're back. We just added a TikTok channel, by the way, folks. Put our, I put the first uh, TikTok uh, up today. Did you boys get it? I sent it in the text message. What do you think of it? What the fuck is TikTok? Exactly. That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> Nobody fucking. What the hell is that? Ten year old twerking. Jamie, I sent it. I sent it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie, I sent I sent a video in the text chain. You should you should you should watch oh, it. Okay. Right right before the picture of the butthole that you sent us that you eventually sent your yes. wife. Which <laughs> oh by the best. by the way, folks, if you're interested, Jamie will send that to you. Uh, he apparently free of charge sent it to his wife. Who uh, you know what, Jamie? I think you should talk it over with your wife because the video of her reaction should probably be on our Facebook page. <laughs> but talk it over get get permission we're not going to use her likeness without her permission of course but uh, right. michelle we love you Maybe and, if michelle uh, sued us yeah if michelle, michelle sued us that would suck she's our biggest fan that would make fourth of july I, one I day very the, awkward the screen is just like the caption under that would be hilarious like michelle reacts to butthole <laughs> <laughs> It's a naturally occurring phenomenon. I don't understand what the problem is. Um, Why is the screen freezing? They said it says screen freezing. I keep reading the Facebook thing. Oh, oh, Michelle says no way in the uh, comment. The comment on Facebook, no way. So we can't use her likeness for. I think there's a lot of interpretation in her response. Wait, you mean no way to the butthole or no way to using the video? You just don't know. I think we should try to use the video, and then it's easier to yeah. apologize and ask permission. But, Mike, well, I think Ma- no way is inconclusive. Apology. <laughs> but, Mike, we only like to piss off people we went to high school with. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good typically. point. Typically. And grade school. You know, and, yeah, and grade school. Yeah. And people that don't exist. Right, Ron King? <laughs> Um, you know Jamie's probably done much worse than that. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is episode forty-seven, and the topic of this episode eventually one day will be uh, things that you used to collect and things that you still collect. Um. So yeah, this should be an interesting. I can't wait to hear everybody's answers. Um, but we start every episode with a drive of the week. If you don't know what a drive is, a drive is a line from a TV or a movie said with exceptional velocity and volume. And this segment belongs to Jamie Klein. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen and janks, we have here the uh, one, of, one of my favorite, favorite movies. And I know it's up there with for Mike Burdick as well. We have the Coen brothers, The Big Lebowski. This is never heard of it. Classic. <laughs> this is a such a great, great movie. Um, this drive is done by the awesome, amazing John Goodman. Here's a scene from The Big Lebowski. Check out this drive. You're entering a world of pain. Walter, man. You mark that frame and eight, you're entering a world of pain. I'm not. A world of pain. Look, dude, I, this is your partner. Is the whole world gone crazy? Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Market zero. They're calling the cops, man. Put the piece away. Market zero. Walter, put the piece away. Walter? You think I'm fucking around here, market zero? He shot the dog. Watch Jeff Bridges' All right, reaction. fucking zero. When he flips he out crazy the first fuck. time. It is absolutely hilarious. Oh, it's elite games. When he pulls it out. You're entering a world of pain. Walter, man. Well, watch Jeff Bridges' the entire time. World of pain. I'm not. A world of pain. Look, dude, I, <laughs> this is your partner. Is the whole world gone crazy? Am I the only one around here? Market zero! They're calling the cops, man. Put the piece away. Market zero! Walter, put the piece away. Walter? You think I'm fucking around here, Market Zero? Around here, Market Zero! Get around here, Market Zero! Get around here, Market Zero! That's great. There's like, which one of those do you pick to be the actual drive of the week? Because it's like uh, I would do the fir- the very first one because it goes from zero to a, like a hundred immediately. It's just like you're gonna enter roll of pain, and then you're like, ah, I get the rolls. It just flips out right there. I'm not a world of pain. Look, dude, I, this is your partner. Is the whole world gone crazy? <laughs> Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Gone crazy? Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? <laughs> it's freaking great. It's the round robin. It's le- it's a league game. Come on. Right. So now there is a reason we uh, we picked this clip. Mike Burdick, would you like to tell everybody uh, what the deal is? Why, we, why we're so Lebowski-centric on this episode? Sure. Well, uh, this Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are doing a reading of The Big Lebowski um, with some very talented actors. Uh, among them are in this cast. Uh, we have Jamie Klein is going to be playing that very part that John Goodman was screaming a minute ago. And uh, we are also we are also going to have uh, Steve Taylor as our narrator, and uh, Keith Grieve is playing the stranger because he is clearly Sam Elliott. Um, well, well, so if anybody, <laughs> I'm going to put this. I'm going to put the uh, the Zoom. It's a private Zoom reading. It's not going on Facebook this time around, but I'm going to put it on this page on the comments. If anybody wants to, just click on there, have your video and audio off, and just watch a really great show. Make sure to have a white Russian. And, uh, it should be a lot of fun. So come watch. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm in it too, but you should still watch. <laughs> so why why am I clearly Sam Elliott? Oh, you're not. It was, oh, okay. it was, it was meant okay. to be okay. ironic. Make, sure, make sure we're clear about that. All right. That was the Drive of the Week brought to you by Trashman Media for all the latest DVD and movie commentary and reviews. Head over to TrashmanMedia.com and also on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to check out www.bizarrebiz.com for your latest news and no bullshit. No bullshit. Right. Bullshit. Oh. 
<clears throat> All right, so we are going to try to keep this as close and faithful to the 30-minute mark that we shoot for every week, but are more or less unsuccessful doing so. So the topic tonight, as Steve plays with his microphone without muting it, um, is... Uh... That's not the way I'm playing with <laughs> That's the loudest great. shit when you get nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, recurring inside joke. You need to watch about six episodes to get to get the the ice joke, folks. Um, right. But uh, yeah, see, this is more than just a podcast, folks. It's a look behind the scenes at digital podcasting, and you can actually hear every adjustment being made. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not for us. We do we do it for you, folks. Thanks. That that helps, Steve. Um, so, where the fuck was I? Anyway, <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? Nice. Oh yeah, no, thirty minutes. I was at the. I was just. I was just framing it that we're gonna try to stay faithful to thirty minutes. But I wasted. I wasted ninety seconds talking about the thirty minutes and Steve's noise. Um, which f that noise, but. Uh, that's right, kid. Right. So, you know, we're all. What the, what the hell is that? What what on earth what was that? Come on. All right. Shit. You know what? I don't want to talk about the topic anymore. I want to talk about all the debris around Steve's microphone. Anyway. Um, I have no debris. Bullshit. We can hear it. Every fucking crumb. Um, so. That's like now. <laughs> Um, shit. Things that we collected as kids, things that we still collect. And now, Mike, Mike, thank you. That's helping as well. Um, yes. You know what? So, Pete, I'm going to start with you, the, the sane one. What yes. did you have any like? Uh, what did you do? You have anything that you honed in on as a kid? Do you still collect them, or have you shifted to other things? Yeah, I, I don't have anything that I still collect, but I, I was really into baseball cards for a long time. Uh, and, and that was just like the currency around the neighborhood where right. I grew up. Like if you wanted something and you had baseball cards to trade, like that was the, that was what you used. Like right. you put them in your folks, the crappy ones, like, Oh, it was huge. Yeah. I, I don't really collect jack shit anymore. I'm way too boring. For did, that you, kind of stuff. did you have, <laughs> did you have any, any valuable cards? Yeah, I did at, at the time. Um, if I held on to a bunch of them, I probably would have been, Hmm. Uh, or not on the other hand they were a bunch of worthless cards <laughs> but, but like so, so like i was into baseball cards too and and it was like no, 1987 1988 1987 was the year that i was like fucking all in like i like night so yeah. obviously 1987 makes sense right i got like four dollars a week allowance and i would go to uh this baseball card shop that was around the corner from where I grew up and literally ride a skateboard, ride a bike, fucking walk, whatever. And I would blow all $4 on baseball. Like, like I had, it's, you could see how it's translated into my ability to manage money as an adult. Cause I would get $4 in my pocket and I would go there and I'd buy $3 worth and 50 cents worth of fucking baseball cards and then go next door to the deli and buy an ice cream and then fucking I'm done for a week. But, um, <laughs> it's pretty much, it's translated very well into my adult life. Um, but like 1987, I think I had, uh, well, I don't think I had a Mark McGuire rookie card from that tops class. And yeah. I was still learning about baseball. I was just, just getting into baseball again. Um, and I had no idea who any of these fuckers were and a good friend of mine. And hopefully he, he used to watch, he used to listen. Hopefully he listens again, but I'll call him out. Dom fucking French. Okay. 
He fucking made me trade him, or he didn't make me. He convinced me that it was a worthless card, so I traded him for some fucking <laughs> shithead card. Uh, and oh yeah, you traded him for what? Some shithead card. I don't. It was it was useless. It was worthless. He convinced me that it was that Mark McGuire was a no was a nobody, and so I fucking made the trade. And he gets the card and he starts laughing. He goes, "This guy hit three home runs last night." And I'm like, "You fire!" And did the little eleven uh, year old, you know? Sounds the, like a lifelong friendship to me. Fake the anger. Yeah. Ah, I can remember. I used to get into collecting. You know, I I would have pages of Don Mattingly rookies, like just oh, books wow. and pages and pages of, you know, like Frank old Frank Thomas rookie cards from the. And I had pages and pages of them. Um, I I, I don't have a single one of them. They're all I was, gone. I was gonna say, do you know where, oh, they, do you know where they are now? Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, do you remember remember that store? The, the, the Frank Thomas rookies I had were probably worth uh, probably a couple hundred bucks each, probably oh, more. Jesus Christ! Pete, Pete, do you remember the store we used to go to? Um, uh, was it K and B or something? Or K? It, it used to oh. be over by the movie theater. Remember that that baseball card store? Yes, I I used to go there to get comic books. They had both there. What was the right, name right. of that? I, I know the. I know what you mean. I, I can't remember it. CB or CB or KB or no, I'm thinking KB twice like, now, but ah oh, man, that place was awesome because they used to have movie cards. Also, they, they had it was all baseball cards. They had movie cards. They had comic books. Mm-hmm. That, that place was king. Yeah, I spent so much money at that fucking place. Oh, I love that place. I just wish I could remember what the hell the name of that place was. But Pete, were you with me? Did, did you used to collect Mad? Oh yeah, yeah. Reese Collect Mad Magazine. That's right. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Tons of Mads. Mads we used to be big on that thing. Yeah, we were big. We used to try to put them together in succession as many as we could. Like mm-hmm. go from like ep- you know, number forty eight to like seventy or something. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. We used to try to put them in order and everything. Like, yeah. oh I'm still missing issue number one oh four. Oh yeah, it was like so hard to find. You just couldn't find right. any of it. Or what? Or like Wonderland Comics would have like an issue of a Mad Magazine. Like, oh, that's the one I need. For some reason, it's like fifteen dollars, which is like, oh, I can't afford that. All right. So if you're, if you're watching the stream here, I have my 1987 Topps baseball cards. Oh, nice, Keith. Cool. Still in the go, go through each one and read yeah, right? every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll hit that half hour mark. Still in the original cardboard box that I used to, that I you, you bought them and you folded the box yourself and freaking stacked them in. Oh, here we go. That's this is, pretty neat that you still have those. This is that all is cool. It's all bent to shit. But, Let me hold it up to the to the to the camera here. Yeah, so you guys but can see like it. I feel like I feel Ooh, like man. with collections, like it's, I never paid enough attention to keeping it. You know, and it you'd have like cool stuff like that. It's a Mike oh. Sh- Mike Schmidt Sport Flicks. Huh. Like, I remember that card. <laughs> <laughs> Same place. Oh wait, wow. is it Mike? No, it's got oh, it's got it's got Mike Schmidt, Chris Brown, and Tim Wallach. So two, one Hall of Famer, one pretty good player, and one uh, suck job. So mm. <laughs> I uh, did speak, you know, people. Brought back memories for me. I used to collect baseball cards too. I had the 1986, 87, and 89 tops set. I never had the 88 tops. And that was one. And then once the 90s hit, the whole world fucking ru- was ruined anyway. So well, that's right, it was. Well, every, Fuck the 90s. Everybody and their brothers started making cards. So you had your tops, your Donruss, yep. and then like Donner's score. Clear. 
score clear, clear scores than Kodak, Kodak made. Kodak made like really high qual, high res uh, baseball cards. Like everybody yes. and their brother made fucking baseball cards after like 1990 or 91, and it all went downhill. Have, have you guys seen like the the sport cards now? Now not just uh, baseball, but like for uh, football, NHL, uh, the. the the cards are so expensive, and some of the cards have pieces of the jersey in yeah, the actual cards. Really? There's yes, some, there's and those are worth shit. a lot. Like you don't know what you're going to get in a pack, and a pack will cost about five or six or seven dollars. It's like a bunch of Jesus cards. Christ! It's, it's like, ridiculous. Well, I guess and no gum, by the way. Yeah. Oh fuck that! You need to have that stale, break your teeth gum. That's right, <laughs> Steve. The worst. That's but I, right. but I think I think it's also that you know like it's like the Star Wars action figures you know back when they were brand new like no one really knew what they'd be worth now because those original action figures held so much worth after a while like all the sets that came after they mark up the price they do all this stuff because people are like oh I'm gonna get them and then everyone has the action figures and they're worth shit you know yeah right so. absolutely well it's funny yeah. you know I. Everyone has a story about their father or their grandfather or whatever who owned this ridiculous baseball card collection. And mm. you know, your, their grandmother went through and upended the whole thing. And the, like <laughs> my father and my uncle tell it all the time. They had, you know, Johnny Bench, Whitey Ford, Mantle, <laughs> all of them. Drawers and drawers and drawers full. The reason they were so rare is because everybody's grandmother went through and wiped out their kids. Father's <laughs> collection. Yeah. yeah. Dude, there was just, just none around. Yeah. Yeah, my grandpa used to tell stories about having like Babe Ruth rookie cards, and they would put them in their spokes or throw them against the wall, just do stupid shit with them. Yeah. My grandmother actually went through it and like turned all of their drawers upside down in a trash bin one day because she just got oh. pissed at them having cards in their just got sick in of their them. Rest. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it's one of you must have you know half a million dollars away there probably or something. That's why grandparents suck. Am I right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, tune into our Grandparents' Day episode where Mike will MC. <laughs> so, so base, baseball cards was kind of the go-to comic books, right? Growing up, yeah. Have you? I collected comic books quite a bit. I, I, I still have. I used to have hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of comic books, and now I have this like really condensed collection of really good condition comics that I'm hoping someday will be worth more than just the face value but do you buy one you to read know. one to read and one to protect or do you just no i usually what i what i did is i bought them i read it once and then i would just store it away and anytime i read it i would just be kind of careful with it and make sure right. you know because even when i started collecting comic books they started to pick up the whole collecting craze and the value started to go up on them so i said you know I'll take good, I'll take better care than I than I would of most other toys or anything else that I was playing with, including my junk. Um, <laughs> but then, but like right now, like I said, I got I got this collection that who knows, twenty years from now maybe be worth something. So saving it for the kids. Was there any specific uh, comics that you liked as a kid that you collected? Like any certain? I love GI Joe. Oh yeah, GI Joe. I have a, and I have um, back during. I remember issue fifty of GI Joe spawned a spinoff series called Special Missions, 
And I have the entire run. It's like 24 comic books of that spinoff series. And I have all of those in that collection. And the part that I loved about them is like the regular G.I. Joe comic books were kind of violent. The special missions were insanely violent, like bloody. <laughs> and they were awesome. Was that their purpose or was that like their purpose to be more violent? I don't. I don't know. I want to say that they were coming out around the time of books like Spawn and all that started breaking oh, that's free. Nineties, then okay, that's nineties. Yeah, and once once all the blood and guts started going, you know, some of these or some of these well known long running series, you know, started to try to get a little more edgy because that's the way things were rolling. And like, I have a six book series from Spider Man where Craven uh, the Hunter. Kills Spider-Man, takes his identity, then commits suicide at the end. And it's like it's a very dark, sounds, but it's like it's 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 insanely dark series. Sounds like a girl it's, it's idea. A, it's a thirty-five-year-old series. I don't think I have to say spoilers. Oh yeah. wow! Does anybody remember yeah, CDs? Yeah. What's that? What about CDs? Does anybody remember those? Like oh. oh. Yeah. We have a massive collections of those things. Like, I remember going to the House of Guitars and finding, you know, trying to find that Guns N' Roses uh, Gold. copy from like China or something. You know, they'd have some recording from like overseas. Oh, so. You know, I used yeah. to try to get those gold CDs too. Remember the ones yeah, that are gold? Cool. Like, yeah, Guns yeah. did a couple. Um, Metallica, I had the Metallica uh, Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets gold. It's like, oh, this is gold. I remember having the. Oh, no, Jerry, no, Jerry. <laughs> I remember having the hundred CD wallet, especially in college. You know, bringing it back and forth uh, from home to college. Oh yeah. Just to have yeah. the the, the yep. multiple wallets. I had a spinner at one time, and then you had the 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 little car the little car visor thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then you had you had one of those jukebox like CD players. Fifty or something. What was it? What was it? Yeah. The 50 disc CD players or whatever they had at one yeah. point. Yeah, I, I had an eight disc one. I, I had an eight discs in there, and then you hit random. It's like yeah. yeah right at the end. Of the, <laughs> I, just got, I just got an iPod. So. Right at the end. Right. right at the end of my of the CD technology, I had a 400 CD jukebox. That's what it was for. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it came with a little keyboard, so you could go and you could type the name of it, each uh, CD, so it came up on a little display when you shuffled it. It. It's funny that uh, all I ever had was a single disc uh, boombox, and when I when I got this house we're in now, I went down to the basement and they left hooked up with speakers all over the the basement. Oh, that's the awesome. same exact boombox. No shit, really? Yeah, it's in the basement. There's a CD in there, and there's tape decks and what CD it's is got it? The speakers. Hmm? What CD yeah. is it? Oh, there was no CD in it. Oh, I I, had, I have a couple, luckily, still left. I think I put Reservoir Dogs in there and played it and a couple others. But, <laughs> oh, as, as you should. That is a free soundtrack. Yeah. yeah, it really is. But it was really something to have. I don't know what I'll do with it, but it's it's great having that boombox again. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I'll tell you, that's my thing is, like, with collections, it's like, I always, like, I wouldn't call it regret because I, I like the things that I collected, but. I always kind of wish that I had had like kept a collection, not for the money, but like of action figures or like kept things really nice. Like I was the kind of kid that would rip shit up like that kid in Toy Story that was like the bad guy. Mm. <laughs> and I, and I, I feel like I like just, Sid Burdick. 
<laughs> yeah, I would love to have that stuff. You know, I was like, I didn't give it enough respect, I think. And I, I feel like I, if I would have collected that, you know, or collected things, I, you know, the stuff I collected wasn't all that interesting. I collected uh, baseball cards, or not baseball cards, excuse me. I collected um, decks of cards. And I had. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember you. Yeah, I had a hundred. Awesome. I had a hundred and over one hundred and fifty decks of cards. I think in my in my height, and they were like all like for some reason I just found that interesting. It wasn't very interesting, and I collected. Uh, you know, I had like all different sizes. I think Matt Oaks. I took my most interesting ones. He took the Jack Daniels decks I had for his uh, poker table. Oh, nice. But uh, yeah, and I just wish that I would have like, I don't know, had the desire to like keep those collections, those traditional collections like baseball cards or stuff, really nice. Because I think it would be cool to like show your kids that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, but that was I, don't know. I, I was convinced that when you were collecting cards, it was because you saw Rain Man and you thought you could learn to count cards. <laughs> well, I I did relate to Dustin Hoffman in that movie. I don't know what that says about me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you are an excellent driver. You like, um, yeah. And you like to burn babies. Oh. Yes. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. Ah. You knew it Sometimes was. Bubble. You knew it was. <laughs> You know, it was bound to go dark eventually, and there it is. And there it <laughs> is. So, like, I don't, like, collect anything, but, like, I've stumbled across shit. Like, I, a guy used to work for me in New Jersey, and he used to be a manager at GameStop. And he like, brought me in this, still in the package, Gambit figure that was mm. supposedly signed by Stan Lee, but there's no certificate of, oh, authentic- so. there's no certificate of authenticity to it. So, I mean, it looks like it might be, but I, I have no idea if it's if it is. But if you it is, why would you just give it up to a sign by sign? Yeah, you, you can send it out to one of those collector places, but you're gonna pay money. I for... ain't sending out shit. They can come to me. That that thing ain't leaving my ain't leaving my hands. <laughs> that must be awkward. Well, yeah, it is because you know showering and everything, and everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I we, used to, yeah. I, I collected everything as a kid. I collected Mad Magazine. Barely Legals. <laughs> Barely Legals. That was my last color. Priest concerts. Yeah. Yes. I had For those of so you that are wondering, VHS like tapes. our friend had a uh, 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 porn and he didn't want his parents to find it, so he called it the Judas Priest concert. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And he had a stack of entertainment weeklies, and every fourth entertainment weekly, you're like, oh, that's not entertainment weekly. That's entertaining me now. <laughs> I watched the Judas Priest even a note played. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I never saw that. It was like my it was like my dad going up to do hunting trips, but he never picked up a rifle. He was always just drinking. It's the same thing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking king! Good times. Oh, that's good times. I look now. It was now too. That hasn't changed. Now it's just, now it's just Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. I collect movies still. That's the thing. I still collect. Yeah, movie. Yeah, movies will never go away for me. Yeah, I went from yeah. VHS tapes to Laserdisc to DVD to Blu-ray. I find myself yeah. now going purely digital. Are you guys in the same boat? I, I don't do digital at all. I love streaming for movies I haven't seen and didn't get around to. So I'm, I'm not going to rip on streaming, but I like having the product in my hand. I like being able to know yeah. that if Apple TV or, or any of these other streaming services decide to pull a certain movie, 
that it's like, well, I don't care. I have it right here on my shelf, so I can watch it anytime. That makes well, sense. especially nowadays, if you buy the Blu-ray or the 4K Blu-ray, it comes with the digital code. So I usually right. like, download yeah. the digital version, and, you gotta, yeah. and then right. keep. Yeah, but like, so I did read that somewhere that in the fine print of all those end-user license agreements for everything that you buy digitally, there is like the very fine print that says that they could make it not available because they don't decide not to not to use their space or whatever for that inventory. So it's non-refundable. The money that you bought, that you spent on that, could one day be use, be worthless. Yep. So. Right. Yeah. We, we will get ransom for that one day. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but it will happen. Yeah, yeah one day. Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah, my, I don't do it. My thing is like, I, I don't collect ever since I had kids, I don't collect uh DVDs or anything anymore. You know, I just don't see the point cause I can't keep up financially with it. But, um, what I did start to do is I, I started to, if I, if you called it a collection, I started to make lists of what my favorites are in like a high fidelity kind of way. And I, I like started to like actually research and I put together like by year, since I think since my parents started dating through my life, like what my, my favorite movies of those years were. And I have a list of 126 movies, I think, that I consider like if I was ever like if all the other people in the world were dead and I could just sit and watch movies all day. This is the movies that I would always turn to for comfort. And I just love and they don't know they're not always like great movies. They're not always like the A-list movies, but they're like movies that I love. Like Brewster's Brewster's freaking million is on that list, and it's oh, definitely I love that. Oh. That's, you know, or you know, that's so a, like that's a topic for another, that's a topic for another episode. Guilty pleasure movies, movies. probably yeah, but uh, but I, that's that's for me. Like to me, that I consider that my collection because I identify with it, and I I just love it. Like these are my movies. These are movies that I love through my life. So, well, do you guys still collect action figures now that action figures are kind of popular now? No. Yeah. It kind of goes with the territory with my job, but you know, everybody, you know, the first day I got there, they said, you got to put action figures on your desk for something you like. You got to? Oh, that's what they said. Yeah. They said, wow. Now, now all those people don't work there anymore. So I probably don't have to adhere to the rules. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, they were, they were like, like, potato head on your desk. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny because I had one friend, I don't want to get off topic too much, but I had one friend, great guy, but. He didn't want to play. He said, I don't play with fucking dolls. So he uh, he immediately put like sparkling water or something like he put like eight of them on his desk, like to display because he didn't want to put fucking dolls on his desk. It was very funny. All right. We're at the 30 minute mark. So instead of doing what's on your radar and doing another whole five, 10 minute segment today, I'll go around the room and give me one one fucking awesome thing that you saw, read or heard this past week. Jamie, go. Oh shit! <laughs> um, well, I watched. Um, I actually watched uh, on Blu-ray *Lethal Weapon 2* and *Lethal Weapon 3*. Uh, watched those with my buddy Dave, and um, the *Lethal Weapon 2* is just so freaking awesome. And three, I you know I go three's okay, but watch it again. I think I like three more than I used to. But um, *Lethal Weapon 2* is just oh, such a great movie. But mm-hmm. I watched those on Blu-ray. Oh, nice, Steve. The Mandalorian, end of, st- end of statement. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Fuck yeah. This last episode, like, oh my god. Oh my the last god. two episodes have been amazing. Period. Oh story. god. I have a kid who, like, literally will not stop talking about it. Like, day and night. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I'm glad. I, yeah. I, I want to talk about it, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Mike, you? Uh, I have two things. One is the awesome reading rehearsal for The Big Lebowski. I thought it was great. And uh, also, uh, I've been watching the spinoff of uh, Sons of Anarchy, which is the Mayans, which is pretty good. Cool. All right. Pizza? Yeah, um, I've just been reading this lame book called The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle. What's recently. that? What's that? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you ask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some crappy book. <laughs> uh, who asked for it? All right, well, let, let us know how it ends. <laughs> um, me, I watched, um, you know, to get ready for the, the rehearsal, I rewatched The Big Lebowski. Uh, oh, just so fucking amazing. Uh, and then I was, I caught a, you guys know, like my favorite band of all time is Counting Crows. They did a live streaming concert with another singer. I didn't know that. Another singer songwriter, oh, uh, Stephen Kellogg. And they played some of their new stuff. They got a four song suite coming out, which is, so it's kind of like interesting. Like it's one song leading into another. You can, you can barely tell where the breaks between the songs are. So they played two of the new, two of the four new stuff, which for me was just like, oh my God, oh my God. I like fucking cream myself. Uh, but yeah. That's about it. Now you like Counting Crows more than Bruce Springsteen. I always thought you were that was your favorite. Uh, no, Jamie. Where, where, where no? on earth did you get that? Um, no, uh, Bruce Springsteen has some upbeat, upbeat type songs, and that's <laughs> that's right. You have to be well versed in the art of self loathing. All right, that was episode forty-seven of F That Noise. We'll see you all next Monday, ten p.m. Eastern Time. That's pretty much it. Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules?